0: fidget a BFRB podcast
1: hey everyone welcome to fidget it's Jason. today's episode is a project I've been working on for a long time now and I've been wanting to tell you about it and it's finally ready. I have two guests on today and while this is the first time we're all on together their presence can be felt on each and every episode. You'll know Cheyenne from illustrating the fidget logo and Thomas, who produced our theme music. Well, we've been collaborating on an animated short film, and we're finally ready to release it into the world. At the time of the recording, we made it into three separate film festivals, but we've actually now been accepted into five. And so if you live in the Vancouver area, we've been um, selected to screen at the 2022 Vancouver Asian Film Fest, taking place November November 3rd to 6th. And tickets are on sale now. I'll put a link in the description. Um, we'll also be screening in Boston at the Health and Focus Festival and in Berlin at the Courage Film Festival. And while we didn't get this episode up in time, we also screened in Portland and Canberra. So yeah, I mean, we recorded this episode to celebrate our film and reflect on what we learned about B4Bs and ourselves on the project. Hope you enjoy. It's like low fuel light meeting number... Twenty-three. What? What did we get up to? <laughs> I don't remember.
2: I don't know. I think twenty-five or something.
1: Oh my goodness! What the heck? What a what a project we have walked down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 24 twenty-four. I'm just looking at my calendar.
1: Twenty-four meetings. Wow. Okay, oh, wow. so this is number twenty-five. Yes. There we go. Oh my! Congratulations, team. <laughs> <laughs> we do, yeah. yeah um so i guess you know we're here today thank you for 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 coming on joining us we're here to talk about low fuel light what do you do you guys remember like when, when i first like reached out to you about this project do you remember like any anything about that
2: yeah, I, I do remember it's almost more of a year ago already. But I do remember still because you m- emailed me that you had a fun idea or you, you wanted to catch up. So we did. And then, yeah, you were afraid if it wasn't too much of work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, it was uh, like a, a big idea to make an animation um, but I I was really excited because, yeah, it's, I could explore more. Like, it was a very open concept. So I could mm. do anything almost. And that's what I really like. So that's why I said yes very happily. Like, <laughs> I really want to work on it. But it was a lot of work. But it, it didn't really matter for me because I was... Like, working with you is amazing. You're very organized and structured. And you have a great view on things so and it was also a great opportunity to like talk more about our BFRBs Mm. and yeah with your story I think that's what we talked about it with our meetings like not only for this animation but also beside animation we talk a lot about our BFRBs and how to see it as Mm. a friend more Mm. like how to live with it Uh, uh, just not so much of like hate it or, like, yeah. how do you stop it? It's more of, like, how do you just live with it? So, yeah, it combined all of our conversations and creativity. And it was, yeah, really great to work on it. But, like, your question was the first time that you,
1: like, yeah, asked Yeah, or, us, I mean, that was a great answer. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a bit much. But, yeah, it was last summer. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think you already had the script or like a st- the story ready. That's why you were so enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's great to work with that you already had a, a story. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like our script, I mean, it did go through a few edits, but like big picture, um, I think something that was like important to me was I don't know. I feel like a lot of the conversations around BFRBs on the internet are kind of like sad. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's it's like it's like mopey and like oh my gosh, like this thing sucks and <laughs> while that's definitely been my experience for my with my BFRB for a long time, like I I don't know, it's like not true anymore. And so I felt like I don't know, important to to just try to create something to Show that there are other ways to talk about your BFRB, but yeah, I don't know. It, Thomas, what do you um, what do you remember about the the early day beginnings of the project? Yeah, I remember I
0: got pulled in a little bit after you guys had begun already. I think it was like four or five meetings you had already had to over things, um, and me being the non-BFRB person coming in, I felt a little like I, I was breaking this like all artists and all people, all creators have BFRBs within this group. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not, like, part of this. It's it's probably weird hearing that. I felt like an outsider for something I didn't have. (laughs) When you guys have probably spent so much um, thought in your life wishing you didn't have a BFRB. But, yeah, I, I felt like, oh, I don't quite belong, so I'll offer as much as I possibly can artistically and in whatever way I can. So, yeah, I came in a little bit late. And I was just super excited when you asked me, like, it sounded like a great opportunity. It was, yeah, at the beginning of the summer, I think of last year is when Mm -hmm. I got pulled into it. And so I knew I was heading back to school soon. And I thought, oh, this will be great just to work on some sound design ideas and get my feet wet in that world a little bit and develop my own skills for my future career while just getting to like do a cool project with my best friend. And then you also said, oh, I know this animator in the Netherlands. I was like, that's so cool. (laughs) being, (laughs) Being this like, Canadian, like, isolated person. I was like, oh my god, somebody in Europe is working on this. That's awesome. So it just made me super excited to, like, get into it. And then meeting Cheyenne, like, Cheyenne's awesome. So I was like, uh, and, like, now we have a working artistic uh, relationship and friendship, which is just super cool to have with, yeah, like, I don't have many artist friends, I find, because I'm very picky with artist friends, I think. (laughs) So it was just, like, this awesome well one an awesome opportunity but then it turned into so much more as well Mm. which i'm super thankful for but yeah i think i was was just excitement like oh yeah i'm going back to school it was an exciting time of my life like it it highlights this period of my life of change and Mm. growth and Mm. learning a lot within the past year and it was just kind of like there as well contributing to that Mm. um yeah that's what i remember yeah
1: (laughs) oh my goodness something that you said thomas was like you know, you felt like a bit of an outsider, uh, which is funny because I think, yeah, like maybe that's the experience of like a VFRB is sometimes
2: you feel like an outsider. Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I have this thing. And like, you know, like, I think we like alienate ourselves more than anything. Like we, I don't know, for me, I was stuck in my own head of, oh, I have this thing that like separates myself from like the majority um but yeah it's just funny to hear how that role can be reversed and mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's like all of it is a little silly right mm. um, yeah
0: yeah yeah no i never actually felt excluded but it was just this like semi-imposter syndrome but not quite imposter syndrome um <laughs> but like but I, I, I live for it like it's it's really good to feel that so i i can know those feelings that like so many people in different situations in the world feel like just mm. so many people feel like outsiders and like they're not heard and their voice is not heard so just to like to come into this project and to be somebody to hear the story to listen i was an am, but i was so down to just listen mm. and learn from what you guys had to say about bfrbs and the, i think one time i had to step out of my comfort to try to offer constructive feedback about how the story was told but that was difficult because i didn't want to be telling you how your story was or how you were framing this but i was just trying to so i was like really trying to make sure what i was saying was heard as an artistic expressive element of how the story was being told not so much what the story was but i think that was the only time where i did that but otherwise yeah i like i said i was there to to listen to it and to be like yeah like if i can help give voice to a story like this that's awesome
1: yeah, I I remember that. That was like a crucial a crucial edit that we make and I definitely feel like the end project product is a lot stronger for it. Like you, you know, i what I remember from what you said was like the story that I had was like too positive, right? Like it was like there was no arc, right? It didn't I mean, we could get into that. But uh you know, you kind of made the point of the way that the story was told it like it makes it seem like a BFRB is sunshine and roses the whole time, right? And there's no actual, Mm. like, change.
2: That you're missing out. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I wish I had a BFRB. What can I do to get one? (laughs) Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, Which I think is a great thing that, um, or I also wanted to talk about this, is, um, you know, Cheyenne, I sort of mentioned, like, I I, I'm now at this point where I'm a little afraid that what the film is about is a little like, like inaccessible for people. Like, it's like, I I don't want to like sugarcoat the experience. And I'm a, I don't know. I have this weird fear that like someone with a BFRB watches the film and then they're like, how dare you call your BFRB, your friend? Like my BFRB is definitely my enemy. And I don't think I want my BFRB to be my friend, right? I don't. I don't know. Did, what do you think about that?
2: I don't know if I, I. I think about myself like a few years back, and I would have. What would have I thought if I watched this? I wouldn't like be, like how you describe it. Like, mm. what do you mean, my friend? Mm. It's only more of a thought to think about. So to view to have a different perspective. I don't know if I would get it, but still it's just interesting to see how someone with also a BFRB, how he or she or mm. them like uh, experience it. So it's only to gain more information and to see how others do it. And yeah, I don't know if it would like change me, but it it is certainly like a thing to Uh, think about -hmm. yeah so i i wouldn't say that someone would see it as negative more of like oh that's a way to experience it but i experience it more of my enemy (sighs) that's also a way i i hope people would eventually like yeah see it as their friend because it's much easier to live with them but Mm. it's everyone is in on their own journey Mm. and maybe some would never get there that's I hope so, but like everyone is at their own yeah. speed level. But yeah, that's what I would mm-hmm. think.
0: I kind of relate it to the thing we've talked about before. Though I can't remember which author it was. He said, but they wanted to write their Vietnamese story mm. and just to show, and like he he wanted other Vietnamese people to say, no, that's not my story. Mm. Just to show people that like Vietnamese people have different stories. There are different Vietnamese stories. There is not one vietnamese story that is common to all the people so i think if i were in a position of maybe with, with some mental health things that i was working on and then i i heard somebody else's story that was just completely different than mine more than anything that would be yeah thought-provoking like cheyenne said but mind-opening just like oh my god there's people yeah. with the same thing that i have but view it a totally different way and it, that just opens your world up um, mm. even if you disagree I, I don't think the agreeing or disagreeing really matters at that point it's just to mm. see that Within this small community where I didn't even know there was a community for most of my life, there are multiple stories and views, and it's rich and like right. that's valuable. So, if anything, I think this just adds to the richness of the experience of having a BFRB.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah thanks. well
2: explained <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think yeah. that author's name is Viet Tan Nguyen and he wrote The Sympathizer oh yeah and yeah he um I was listening to an interview with him and he was talking about like yeah like it's just like such a shame that there is no like Vietnamese American stories told from this perspective and it like when there's only one person telling the story like you take on the whole responsibility of representing the whole community right like there's Mm -hmm. only one you know bfrb animated film out there and i guess (laughs) it's ours (laughs) so it's it's like it's almost this invitation that like hey if you don't like the perspective that we have like, you should go out and make your own animated film. <laughs> and, like, we'd love to hear it, right? And then, like, that's the only way to have, like, this, like, creative dialogue of, oh, we both have this thing. We're both part of this same community, but we see things a different way. And, yeah, I think that's just, like, I don't know, like, difficult to explore as soon as you, like, deviate from, like, the the mainstream media view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it comes out of fear,
0: like China and I talked about last time we chatted, like in creating anything, there's so much that is guided by fear. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, just expressing yourself when you feel it's outside of like what is commonly expressed, that's it's a huge thing of just being like socially accepted. Um mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of fear to to practice leaving behind when you're doing that process, so mm-hmm. but it's great, like it's needed, it's so needed yeah. to hear everyone's voice.
1: maybe on that theme, like I feel like each each of us went through our creative ups and downs on this project. You know where we um, second guess ourselves. Thomas, you threw out the magic word earlier: imposter syndrome. <laughs> um, I don't know if either of you want to talk about how, like, what you learned on this project, like what you took away, and thought about yourself as like a creative person, as a creator, what it what it means to create. Um, Shai, maybe you want to go first?
2: I when I took this project, I wanted to do everything myself so I would understand like every step of making an animation um because it was important for me to know that because I never really fully gone into the the whole process. I mostly work with another animator mm. and we do make it together. But I wanted to also dive deep into the technical part of animation. So um, I mostly like draw the frames and then someone else put it together and do different effects on it later. But I did it all by myself this time. took a lot of time and learning, a little much too much time. But I'm still glad that I did it to like fully understand to do it even better the next time with time management mostly yeah that's like still a a research question for me like how to make efficient animation so now I had the time and freedom to do it so I'm glad I did it Mm -hmm. Um, but I learned a lot that I would do it differently but that's only the way to find out is just to do it and dive in and I also really like the style of the like it's more of a documentary mm. kind of way how we approach the story with the voiceover and um, like finding visuals or shapes to go with that voiceover. and I really want to not like literally draw what you were saying, but more making a, another layer on top of the voiceover. So that's what mm. I really like doing and exploring and making transitions into different forms and mm. yeah i really like the the storyboard part mm. where you just sketch ideas out and uh, also just to come back almost every week with you to discuss is this well communicated or like do you get this or and um, should i change this or that like that's not what I also used to do. Like I normally just work the whole storyboard and then just view it at somebody like mostly my teacher. This was my first animated film after like my, uh, yeah, graduation. Mm. Um, So I really like to like come back at some points to just like discuss the the storyboard and yeah, it's really a collaboration Mm. And not only just to do what the client wants, like you're, you're, I don't see you as a client at all, but like I used to work in that way. So that's, that was a, a nice way to know like, Oh, I, I really want to like work always in this way in the future. And yeah, I learned so much. I don't even know if I like topped everything. <laughs> Most, probably not,
1: but. Yeah. No, I love um, it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I, um on the- well something you said in there about like how you try to made an effort to um, like not take the narration so literally Um, like Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite parts is like when we talk about the car and you have the eyes Mm -hmm. going and they're the wheels and I'm like oh (laughs) like that's just like so smart and like so like like, I love how you sort of took that and interpreted it in your own way because definitely Mm -hmm. like I had sort of this vision in my head of like you know how the animation would have gone and like left to my own devices. I would have like made a very like simple storyboard. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just like so much better. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Because otherwise then you could only just play the voiceover, right? Mm. Like you already know the literal things that describe, but the animation has to be, have to be like a kind of purpose to mm. it. So yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to give, like make it even Add a deeper layer to it, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: I think on the on the concept yeah. of um, imposter syndrome that you had mentioned, I d- I didn't feel that. I mean, I felt it maybe at the very beginning, but then immediately recognizing it as a safe space, and that uh, both of you were in this mindset of like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but like this is super <laughs> cool, and I'm, I want to like. Learn while doing this, and like you presented the the whole project to me as an opportunity to learn. I think, Jason. So just to know that like I could come in when I was unsure, like if, mm-hmm. if this was like yeah a client or somebody who had paid me a bunch of money to do something, it's like oh god, I gotta get this right. I don't know what I'm doing. I get no feedback. Like I'm just in my bubble, and it's like I'm self destructing. But to have both of you, like I could come in and go, I don't know what to do here, or like does this sound okay? I don't know if the levels here are okay. Uh, mm. And you can be like, oh, yeah, that bell is, like, really loud. Why do you have that bell there? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I see how that comes across now. And, and then there was, like, similar feedback, like, with the story. We had input on that. With the animation, we had input on that. Um, mm. So we were always giving feedback. Like, that was the beauty of the weekly meetings and, like, the collaborative process of the whole thing, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We we all recognized we were in the state of exploration, and it was safe, which was wonderful. Right. right.
2: Yeah. But it's so important to have that safe space. Like it's sad that it hasn't, like if you have a client that it isn't there really because you can get so much more out of it than if everybody is just wanting to receive feedback and just work on the feedback and give him feedback. Like I feel like that makes it so much better. Just otherwise we would have stuck with the, the, the first version of the story and it wouldn't have this high potential that it had mm. like then we wouldn't like
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. made this but yeah I really like that it was a safe space to discuss everything and it's yeah feels more of like a friend meeting that <laughs> explore new things with each other than a client meeting right, yeah
1: right yeah oh the <laughs> contrast <to> every <laughs> It contrasts mm. every
0: group project I've ever been in in school. Yes. It's, it's like, yes. this is how it's supposed to be, like, working together with people. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like, nice. oh, my God, that person's not doing any work. I have to do all this work now. And then, like, other people are like, what are we doing? Like, why are you doing all the work? Like, tell us what <laughs> to do. Like, it's like nobody knows how to structure, like, a group where, mm. yeah, anyway, bad group experiences in school for projects. But this was great. This is how it's supposed to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so great. And I guess um, kind of the next point that I I had was, you know, Thomas, I was talking to you a few weeks ago, and you were saying, like, I think we, like, revisited the, you know, we, we kind of wrapped up the project. Well, you wrapped up the sound, like, maybe, like, September, October, but then, you know, once the project, once the animation piece finished, you know, maybe that was in May, you kind of took a look at it again. And you're like, ooh, like, I, I see how my, like, October version of myself, like, that was a bit of a mistake, right? Or like, ooh, I, I could make this better. And then, you know, more recently, like, again, last week, you you look at the sound again, and you're like, oh, like, wow, like, it like seems so obvious, now like the the Mm. again like the mistake is like oh so very clearly i should like change it and so you know having worked on this project over the last year you sort of like you have these like time stamps of your progress over the course of the year so uh, yeah i i I don't know um i i don't know if you have anything to say about watching how your kind of your skills have improved i guess i don't know
0: yeah i mean i kind of alluded to it in the beginning i think saying like it's highlighted this period of learning for me over the past year of like going back into my master's and getting more into computer-based like music processing or creation yeah during the whole process of creating the film i think yeah like just learning how to build sounds together how to layer them how to use sounds that aren't literally what are being represented to represent those things Hmm. Um, and then you know doing doing like a rough mix because back in my undergraduate we learned how to do some like just basic mixing and some basic skills on the computer and then like the the great thing was because Cheyenne was taking longer because animation is such a like time intensive process that like I got to sit back for a little while and then when she would have a oh, major no, development it's
2: like it's more of my animation work is very <laughs> <laughs> exhausting But uh, go further, go
0: further. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I got to sit back and then when Cheyenne would come with, like, a major update with the animation, I would get to, like, revisit and have that space. And just, like, realizing how important that space was between looking at my work and I could come back and be like, oh, my God, my mix is awful. And, like, redo the entire mix to say, okay, guys, here's the new audio. And, like, uh, yeah, I think at a certain point you guys stopped noticing changes. (laughs) Every time I'd go, oh, I gotta fix this stuff. I'll send you a new version. You guys are like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'd be like, oh, it sounds so much better. And you're like, yeah, probably wouldn't even listen to it after a few iterations. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I think it, yeah, it happened again. So once we found out that uh, we got accepted and into the film festivals, and that the movie would be shown on a screen with like a bigger sound system, I had a little panic attack um i'm <laughs> gonna be honest i was like oh my god people are gonna hear this now on like big speakers <laughs> so i went back again to listen to, to it on my speakers and like like oh it's so it's so bad again so i like <laughs> redid all the sound uh mixing <sighs> rebalanced everything um yeah but i think like what you're saying jason is the beauty of that was just having that growth like so quickly and to be able to see that in myself because yeah uh, we're always told when you that feeling of like cringing at something you've made in the past is a very positive thing. Like, yeah, framing something positively, like with the mm. video. But it's a good thing if you don't like what you've made, because that means you've learned something and you've grown from that point. Mm. So I, yeah, I kept true. I kept pushing that into my mind whenever I feel that like, eh, this is bad. Let's fix it. Let's do what I know now. Let's like let's go deeper. And mm. that was really great to do. So just trying to keep that positive mindset and see that growth that was super cool.
1: Right, wow. <laughs> Cheyenne, I don't know if um, any similar feelings have come up because, like, for for you, the animation—it sort of like it needed to happen linearly, right? Like you started at the start, um, and no, I didn't
2: start at start.
1: You didn't start, with
2: at... like the process of making.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. I mean, like once you started animating it, yeah. Like once you reached the end you like learn yeah. some new skills uh, yeah of
2: course yeah.
1: so I don't know like I feel like the, the 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 animation itself it's sort of like a little journey of how you know yeah you ha- how your how your animation <laughs> skills have improved over <laughs> time I don't know what do you think about that
2: yeah that's true and I already knew that was like going to happen mm. uh, so I didn't start at the beginning mm. I start like yeah something in the middle so it wouldn't like be like a crappy animation going into like a beautiful piece so it's well balanced i would say but i i don't think you really see it because i try to stick with like how i begin with Mm. it but mostly Mm. i've learned of the efficiently of like animating animating so um but you wouldn't really see it in the animation but beforehand I made a color script so I uh, already knew like what colors the the scenes would be so everything was already thought out and yeah that's why I think it it's still you feel like it's like one animation and it isn't like made by two different persons so that's (laughs) a great thing to have um but it's funny like I I started my master like this month and if I already like look back now, like I've only been being in school- school like three weeks already, I see so much like what I would do differently mm. already, so I've learned already so much in the past three weeks, so that's that's great, but I think I always like like i i I find it ambitions that that I did all that work by myself in that way. Mm. Um, because I already know like now faster ways to do the stuff I did like the the past months but yeah so yeah
1: yeah Well, that's it, great it, to hear it's, it's kind of like that's the only way <laughs> you know
2: yeah of course yeah yeah but it's great to look at at more of like oh okay that's is not nice i wouldn't do that anymore this way but that's like the whole reason that i i learned already so much so mm. not to see it as a as a negative things or or cringe mm. well you do cringe but then you know oh it's because i already learned more so that's only positive so that's uh, yeah a good explanation so much yeah
0: yeah because i think yeah. if, you, if you didn't learn anything and you just have that cringy feeling you don't know what to do about it but because you like are learning and you know how to change it um and what you do differently now and because you're still in a space of creating i think that's wonderful because it's not like that was the only thing you ever got to make and now you have to sit with that for the rest of your life it's like no you are making a lot still mm. that's just it, it's like this like timestamp stamp of your life it's like during this period of my life i was here in my abilities and what i knew and got to make this thing and now yeah. we're here we're moving on
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I want to talk a little bit about, like, how, um, sort of, <laughs> what is what is your relationship between the creative process and and your mental health? Like, did working on the animation, like, trigger you at all? Or, like, <laughs> you know, Thomas, for you, like, do these feelings of, like, anxiety or depression come up? Like, doubting yourself... Mm-hmm do you have any thoughts
0: yeah i have it's short for me so i'll start but um i guess my relationship with like creating and composing has always been a positive one and it's when i'm not doing it that i feel anxious or depressed mostly is the feeling i have um so just having like a project to work on i didn't feel those feelings Mm. really so yeah whenever i'm i'm stagnant in my creation that's the worst so this was this was a very positive experience overall for me and Mm. any feelings of I'm not doing this well enough. Again, we I didn't really have those because of the, like we talked about how great the group was to work with, but mm, mm. they were offset if they were there just because I got to create something. It felt so good.
2: Wow. Well, well, at the beginning, not because I, I was, like I mentioned more of like uh, drawing the frames and like concepts, making up the concept. That was really easy for me. But, like, really animating and just sort things out for me and explore, like, how is this uh, more faster of animation or is this faster? Like, I didn't know the exact answer already. So that's kind of when my anxiety pops in, like, Mm. can I do this? And, uh, And also with... I was sort of feeling that I took so long to animate everything, mm. so that's also where I had a big bit of anxiety towards you guys. Also, like, oh, I'm still not there yet. Like, but you're always always re- reassured me of like, oh, just take your time. So that was really nice, but still, I had that feeling of that I took so long. Mm. So that's uh, a bit of like sad (laughs) but but um yeah but it was mostly in my head like nobody else like triggered that at all Mm. um so it was nice to have you guys just say to me like it's okay and we don't feel that way maybe towards the end it was a bit long Mm. for you also but yeah
0: yeah Yeah. what about you jason because this was these were your words and your story like did you feel yeah. any, any doubt about what you were saying, trying to say at any point? Did you, like, question your story at any point?
1: Um, I I feel at the start, there was, yeah, a lot of, like, initial energy running into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is so good. Like, I think, like, the stakes were low <laughs> at the beginning. Um, you know, I think having, like, done podcast stuff before and, like, you know, like, so, like, yeah, like, I, I've sort of, like, uh, like lulled myself into this sense that like yeah, I, what helps me with podcasting is like ah, no one's listening to this anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. Um, Thomas, what you are saying about like the um th- the fact that this is now going on a screen and like people are going to watch, right? Like lots of people. Like what? And I'm like, oh shoot, like what the heck? Um, so. I feel like for a long time, I'm like, ah, whatever. Like it's, it's no big deal. And I mean, my mind is, this is just the first video like this, you know, and maybe the fifth video that we make, is going to be like, oh wow. Like amazing. And the only way to get to video number five is you have to go through video number one and video number one's going to be bad, (laughs) you know? And I, I think that's, that, like, long-term vision just helped me be like, well, Jason, you just got to put it out there. Like, you're not going to get over your fear of this until you just have something out. And that's kind of, like, the storyline that I use to, like, keep it going. <laughs> like, are you tricking myself, sort of? But then, like, maybe you'll remember, like, like, I guess we didn't really know what we wanted to do with this project, Like, we didn't really necessarily have, like, the, like, audience or, you know, I think at a certain point, we're like, oh, maybe we could, like, sell this to, like, a company or, you know, like, ask for sponsors or something. But then near the end, I was like, well, no, like, I'm really proud of what we've all accomplished, what we've built. And it's like, I don't want to put someone else's name on it. Like, we did it. Well, our name should go on it, right? And then I think that's sort of when the idea came to start submitting to film festivals of like, well, we just try, let's put it out there. Um, You know, again, expectations low. (laughs) Like we weren't even trying for the film festivals. And then when we started hearing back and we got in, you know, we've got three now, which is like amazing. Like just kind of like beyond again, like literally was not the plan. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know, like, film festivals existed, really. You know, like, I've heard of Sundance, or you know, but, like, just kind of once I sort of saw the whole process of it, I'm like, oh, wow, like, yeah, this is something that, like, we can do. Like, we have the skills. And, you know, I think something, Thomas, that you were saying earlier, was, like, like, we could tell this story. Like, it's not so... I don't know, like maybe as a kid, you go and you see a Pixar movie and you're like, wow, I can never do that. But now, like having gone through this with us, it's like, oh, like I could see if I did this for 20 years, something like that could be possible. Like it's not so like magic um, anymore. So that was cool, but that wasn't actually the question. Um, (laughs) The the, the anxiety of sharing it, (laughs) I still feel like this. I I still, I think going through the film festival process was when my anxieties really started kicking in. No one really wants to listen to this, right? Or no one really, you know, no one really cares. Or um, I'm at this point where, where we are, we we do have like an in-person theater showing in Vancouver and I'm like, oh, like, let me invite my parents my parents care like will they get it maybe they wanna understand oh, i don't know and then i'm thinking about my friends and it's like well they don't have bfrps will they have- so and and then i think i'm like i'm looking for excuses not to invite them I, I i think that's the thing that i need to be like no jason you worked very hard on this thomas worked very hard on this cheyenne worked very hard on this like let's like show them you know and be proud of it and i think Being proud of things, that's, like, that's really hard for me. Um,
0: I think there's a disconnect as well that I feel, because, like, in defense of being proud of something and then being crushed because other people don't like it, I personally am not proud of a lot of the things I make, like, as a defense mechanism. um, Mm. So that if other people don't like it, then, then I can say, like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't like it that much either. I'm still working. I'm trying to get better, trying to find my voice, blah, blah, blah. But just take that stand and be like, no, I like this. What i made and then if people don't like it that's really hard but the flip side too so for me getting something to film festivals this project was like for like we said a, a, very much a learning process for all of us uh, it doesn't feel like something i would submit and like if i submitted i would get accepted so i like while i'm definitely proud of the project it's not like up what i would consider is like a film festival again because like i don't know what happened mm-hmm. to film festivals so then, to hear that we got accepted to film festival, I was like, "What? No, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't want people to like to see our like um, our process of learning how to make a video. <laughs> like, that's really <laughs> that's really vulnerable. Not only is it something we created, but it was like the first time we've ever done something like this. Um, mm. And then, yeah, and then to get accepted to three is just like I can't really understand it. <laughs> like at, at two, I had like a, a moment of like, oh my god, and like, really proud, and, but then I started questioning myself, like, should I be proud of this? Are these people seeing something that's not there? Maybe they just don't have as, like, high standards for this kind of stuff as I do, so I started, like, questioning it after two, um, and then at three, I just can't, I can't fathom it anymore, so, I don't know, it's weird. It's, like, there's this fight between these, like, defense mechanisms that i've built up over my lifetime to protect myself and then the pride of like creating something and yeah everything's kind of like mixed up right now in 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 my artistic self Mm.
2: yeah for for me it was like i also wouldn't like send it to the festivals if it was like only me uh making something i but it It showed me also, like, I have such a high standard of everything, but it's Mm. this is already, like, good enough. Well, I I think it's good enough, but not that I would submit it. But still, it's just we're accepted to three. Like, that's absurd. (laughs) Like, I also couldn't really believe it yet. I still don't really feel like it's really happening, but they still have to, like... It's in September, right? The one. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first one is so this it, week. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird that people are going to watch it on a big screen. But it's, it's for me, it was a great way to see like, ah, this is already like enough. That's a good like standard to go by mm. in the future. Like, okay. Yeah. I can do this. and I can send to other festivals, like other things I make. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm trying to remove this duality in my mind of like, yeah, whether it's like my standards and other people's standards, like right now they're separate, but trying to just remove that divide and say like, okay, people like this, accept that, accept that it's good, but also accept that I want to do more and I want to do better. Um, mm. Like right now, those two do not, go together in my head but to try to try to say like no it is good and like we can enjoy this people like it people watch it it means something for people but i want to keep pushing myself that's okay
1: yeah that's beautiful i think it's weird this idea that other people will accept like are imperfect right (laughs) if anything that's the big uh bfrb message in this like it, because you know i I too have the the Jason good enough and then the other people good enough and the in the past like Jason good enough wouldn't get out there or sorry, no one would see the Jason anything because Jason never believed. Jason was at like, Jason, good enough. Um, yeah, nothing
0: is ever good enough.
1: When yeah. yeah, so then nothing ever goes out and never gets the feedback. But like the irony, you know, and kind of as we talked about in like walking down the process is like, well, like it's funny that even my good enough, that will still grow. Like it'll also get better, right? Like what was good enough for Thomas last October? Now you're like, oh man, I've learned so much since that. But that was, like, good enough for Thomas back then. But it's not good enough for Thomas now. But both are, like, for other people, also good enough, you know? (laughs) Um, Which is, it's so, yeah, like, I I guess it keeps pushing us to, like, do better and, like, want to improve. But at the same time, there's, like, this, we, like, keep ourselves hidden. I I guess I, I think about how I've, like, not said yes to opportunities that I probably could have done just because I was too afraid. And I, I didn't think I was ready, but other people are like, no, Jason, like come, you know, do it, work on it. <laughs> um, and yeah, this idea that like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like I'm proud. I don't want to put out stuff that's like bad, but sometimes I get that confused of like, it has to be perfect to go out. Whereas, you know, in practicing putting out stuff that it's like, yeah, just less than perfect, right? And it's like, it's okay. It's still good. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and something makes me think as well, nothing nothing that goes out is perfect. Really, like, maybe like Pixar movies, <laughs> but like <laughs> the amount of people that they have checking and working on that, it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to make sure everything works Right. So like within even the Pixar studio, the animators are not going to do everything perfectly, but then there are people who check what the animators do and like, or they split the animation. First of all, obviously, like there's all mm. the different departments of animation. And then in sound, they split that. Like the person who mixes is not the same person who um, creates the sound. Is not the same person who records the sound or plays the sounds or, you know, they're all split. So there's just so many pieces, but to have three people, Each person doing all of one task, nothing's perfect. And like video games that get released aren't perfect. There's patches that come out. Like products that get released have things that have to be updated. Mm. So yeah, this idea of like perfection is kind of weird. But we're it's so ingrained. Like at least for me, and sounds like for you as well. And Cheyenne, with your high standards, probably for you as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Definitely, yes. But I like I always like what jason said just trying to keep remembering what would my older person like look at this right now that's much better to compare yourself to your older version than other people because Mm -hmm. everyone is at a different pathway. but it's like not always the case sometimes you forget that and then it's just hard but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right yeah (laughs) i was actually talking to my therapist about kind of our project and I was telling her about the film festivals <laughs> and sort of my anxieties related to them and she said this thing that I really like so I want to share it with you too that you know sometimes you'll go into a museum and so, so one of my anxieties is I'm afraid other people aren't going to get it um and what she said is sometimes you can like go into a museum and like you'll see like a Picasso or a Monet and I think as the observer, you can, like, appreciate the art without necessarily, like, fully, like, understanding it. Or, like, maybe someone out there doesn't have a BFRB, but I think they can still watch Low Fuel Light and be like, oh, like, I can appreciate it. And I think similarly, like, maybe someone has a BFRB, but they're not quite, you know, at a point of self-acceptance with it. My hope is... You know, they can watch low fuel light and be like, "Okay, yeah, like I don't understand it, but I can appreciate it. So that was really helpful for me in my like, I don't want to share it yet because like I didn't do a good enough job of explaining it. Right. But it's like, well, you know, just put it out there. And like, I think people can still appreciate the effort that's gone in. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's such a good example of the, the artworks of just appreciating it, but not really fully understanding it, but still you can appreciate it.
0: Like Rothko, like my favorite painter. I don't really like know totally why I love his art and I can't explain his art to people and why Mm. I like it, but like Mm. it really moves me. And like, yeah, random things. Like I saw a a work the other day, which was like uh, pages from a book. Where the person had uh put whiteout on everything except for the commas and the quotation marks. So it was just filled with a whiteout on all the words. And it was like it almost made me cry and I don't know why. <laughs> like it <had> this, like <laughs> very emotional impact. And you're just thinking about it now. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. But like, holy crap. So yeah, these like things that you don't understand, don't explain mm. are great. Um, and that might even add to why we like them. So yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully this can touch people who don't get it totally
1: Mm. (laughs) that's the hope maybe as a last question to to wrap up is yeah i mean i definitely want to do something like this again uh, with you guys and i think we've already (laughs) talked about it but i don't know if you guys could reflect on like about thinking about a next project like is there something that you want to like try or experiment with or like is there something that's like interesting you in kind of like making an animated film like is there something that you you want to explore in a future project hmm. <laughs> i have stuff if, if you want jason edit this so i'm not talking so much <laughs>
0: like, <put laughs> <trying before. laughs> um, yeah so what i would love to do like one uh, apply for grants to do this again because uh, I think we're at a place where we could definitely do that. And we've talked oh. about that personally. And just either to make a series of them or to like make a, a group or a couple of them with a similar theme or whatever. Just explore. Continue exploring this. Or like if we want, just do a completely different theme. It can still be mental health, but something different within that space. Or just something purely artistic that's not like narrative. So there's like tons of options for content and getting funding and stuff. But personally, I would love to... Like, now I know so much better how to organize my, like, just system of doing it on on the computer. And I would like to explore recording my own sounds because I used a lot of, like, sampled sounds. Um, Mm. So I would like to go out and do some field recordings or do more of that work. I did a little bit of the work in in this film where I had to record a couple sounds, like the chip crunch or the paper (laughs) sound. Like, I I made those sounds, and that was super Mm -hmm. fun to do. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm yeah <laughs> <That was> <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
2: you almost forgot us yeah
0: the, the answering the phone call yeah mm. side note just for you. one of my my most recent edit I realized that the effect I had tried to put on that sound to make it sound like it was coming through a phone I didn't hook it up properly so I was never doing it so in the most recent sound it sounds like it's coming through a phone yeah. speaker yeah
2: I did met, like uh, heard it yeah that's a less sound. No, yeah. I was
0: always intended to be like that. And I only just realized I never oh. I never made the effect <laughs> hang, uh, link up. Anyway, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to yeah do more of that recording my own sounds, like go out into nature even, um, experiment with different types of microphones just to get cool sounds. So like, more like sound design nerdy things that I want to get into mm. because it really inspired me into this world. Yeah, And, and to experiment, I'm, I'm learning my voice now as a composer, being in, in school right now. Mm. more and more and experimenting with having my voice in the video with the sound. Like I think I'm much more into silence and sparseness and like delicate sounds and using those to highlight animation. Maybe it would be, it would be something cool to experiment with.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no. well, we, we discussed to like still, show each other like what we're working on and just collaborate like all the time so now I'm really like mm. curious about everything you're gonna make with my animation because I when I'm in a master right now I'm, I have to make like every week one second or like two second animation so I'm really productive but what I really li- like to or interesting to look into is like the the uh, you have like the 12 principles of animation like uh smears in animation i don't know if that say something but you have like a slow in slow out and mm. like overlapping staging like all of those principles that i normally like i use my, maybe one or two but like you have 12 so i want to dive more into that with animation in overall mm. and making it more efficient and also uh, yeah like use yeah maybe this is too much but like just experience uh experience, experiment more with with that and also with like uh the sounds with with what Thomas mostly make like I never really used to yeah making animation by sound I just make animation and just well never put a sound under it but it can be so much it can add so much more like it adds like that's the whole story. Like it's then it's complete if mm. there is a sound under it. And right now I'm I'm interesting in like non-linear storytelling, mm. so I'm researching that. Um, but with like this concept, we did a documentary style. I'm also really interesting in that still, and maybe dive more into like the transitions of things and maybe a little bit more abstract, but not too. Like I have so many things that I. Um, interesting in but yeah uh, I think it, if this could be a series and it can get keep better and better if we just make a yeah. few episodes or something um, but I'm also interesting in like more of ar- artistic like what did you say like Tom, what did what Thomas say like more of a, yeah abstract
1: Mm.
2: things or something yeah i don't yeah really yeah, yeah. <laughs> know right now. but anyways yeah and also like uh find a balance into like own works but also uh, more of commercial work but i want to also be satisfied with my commercial work and not only do it because i it makes money and uh everyone understand it but i also want to see if how I can still be myself into that commercial type of work. Mm. Because I also view this like we did this animation is also a commercial work for me because it has it has to be for an audience and and I, I, I am satisfied, but I didn't really talk about like my also my insecurity about this project was the colors. Mm. I'm really bad at it, I find. But uh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I want to make better color scripts or Mm. yeah find my way of colors i don't know how to but right yeah there's so much i want to change already but (laughs) yeah (laughs) not about animation but more of like what i want to do in the future Mm. Uh, but i'm making so much already you don't even know but i'm so excited about
0: that's just like unbelievably exciting for me to hear like to be in such a creative space and to want and to know what you want, like to want to try this and to try this and to try this, like that to me is like the greatest joy in life. Yes, like I'm, I'm really glad,
2: yeah, that I refined it. Like I was a bit, a little bit down in the summer, like I didn't know what to really want anymore. But now I'm here, back at like school, and just in an environment where there are so many inspirational people, and they're all creative, like. you get so much out of it already. Like I feel sometimes my head explode of the opportunities or like the options that are are given. But it's I'm so glad I see uh, much more positive now in my creative like pathway. Because like uh, what Thomas said, we talked about how fear gets like in the way of creating because I'm always in my head, like what would the other person think about if I like make this this color or make uh, this round or I don't know I'm just always that person is in my head but I feel like lately that person is like not there anymore so I'm just feeling more freely to just create whatever I want and that's so such a relief so yeah that's really great for me because that's always been my trigger for anxiety also so and that really stops me from making so sometimes I am just not like I'm I'm always almost afraid to just pick up the 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 pencil to just even begin because I yeah already thinking so much ahead but now I'm just I'm making every day you guys like (laughs) I'm sketching every day and I have like a, a different program on my iPad that I can easily like make animations. Like it's really fast of a working um, method. So that's so nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I just want to have that conversation with you in the future. Cause I I relate that feeling of like your anxiety is triggered when you're not creating because you're thinking too much about what you should be creating or what people want you to be creating. But then by Mm -hmm. not creating anything, you're less happy. So it's like yeah. during my uh, early mid twenties, I think or mid twenties, like I wasn't creating because of that, and and yeah, I, I relate to that so much. Like I was so unhappy because I was afraid of creating, but then I wasn't creating because of the fear. And yeah, anyway, so I know.
1: Uh, part two
0: yeah what do you want to do in the future like what (laughs) stories do you want to tell what what are you thinking about for future projects
1: Mm, yeah no i think so much of what you guys said and yeah you definitely both of you inspire me so much to like oh i want to explore this and um you know think about this like uh cheyenne you talked about like kind of the different like like the non-linear storytelling. I think that's so cool. And like maybe making things like a little bit more abstract. Like, so another one of my like insecurities about sharing low fuel now is like, well, for you guys, you've been kind of like been able to like adjust and like keep things going on the fly. But for me, my like contribution, like was sort of like fixed. It's like a fixed point in time from like a year ago. And we agreed to not touch it, right? Because it would mess up the animation. But now for me, it's like, well, that's what Jason was thinking about like a year ago. And like I'm I'm a little like not bored with it, but it's like a little like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've already I've already been thinking about that for a long time. Um so it's kind of cool to now be open up, open up to like, oh, there's yeah, like maybe I, I felt like our story structure was like I mean, it's like, it's like relatively short. So it's like, it's a pretty like simple arc, but I, I think just recognizing like, okay, when your film goes longer, right? Like how, how you can like incorporate different pieces and like, as it gets more complicated, like it's a little bit more intimidating, but it's like, it's like a challenge that I'm like excited to like take on, right? Like, it's like, ooh, I want to try to make it like, more complicated and like non-linear, and you know, like push kind of the boundaries of like what you can accomplish in like you know, kind of a relatively short time. So, uh, yeah, it's it definitely interesting to think about um, that. And then as for like the the content itself, you know, we have we have a lot of or er, you know, low fuel light is very much about BFRB, but as you guys kind of know, I've been exploring a lot of like my Asian identity recently. And I think that's like, I don't know, I just feel really like drawn to like, talking about that. And I think realizing how that's also linked with my BFRB. And, you know, also ideas about like, I don't know, like, overworking and like productivity and like capitalism and stuff. So yeah, I think there's a lot just there's just like so much to be said about everything um yeah anyways
0: yeah because i think this bfrb exploration has led you down these paths of exploration and me because i've been like talking with you this whole time but uh paths of like yeah like you just said capitalism and identity and um social systems and how they're all intertwined and you said this on one of your previous podcasts that like people might be here to hear about bfrbs but it's pretty important to realize that everything's intertwined um mm. so in in making films about bfrb it's just as valid to make films about all of these other things because it's all interwoven and it all affects like your well-being yeah it's all you like it's all part of you
1: right like all of this mm. is all of this is a part of you so <laughs> I feel <bad> for Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> cheyenne's been coughing in the background this whole time um, i mean <laughs> for the listeners at home i'll have it muted it all out but <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm just so looking forward to it i'm looking forward to like hearing what our audience thinks about about yeah low fuel light and um yeah we'd love to hear um any feedback you have <laughs> what do you think about it and um yeah i mean i don't know what else to say
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. i guess it'll be it'll be out uh hopefully on like video or something by the time this podcast is out. sweet stay
1: tuned yeah we can share videos. it because I,
0: I yeah i know i told my parents that like we got accepted into film festivals and they're like what <laughs> 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 they're just like that's something they can understand they're like that's cool
1: like can we see it I'm like no sorry not yet <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah oh my goodness okay um sounds great well thanks thanks you too thanks for being just like such an amazing team and looking forward to collaborating with you again absolutely yeah
2: me too (laughs) can't wait
1: there you have it that's our episode for this month again reminder if you live in the vancouver area we're screening at the vancouver asian film fest taking place in november 2022 tickets in the episode description i also wanted to give a thank you to adele who was with us at the beginning of our low fuel light journey before her move to the netherlands we so appreciate your input and support along our journey We'll get low fuel light out to everyone at some point. Just be patient and stay tuned.